Welcome, everybody, to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 208 of our show. I'm joined this week and every week by my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the second patented scientist in terms of making vibranium. We have Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, sir? Uh, thank you very much. I am not allowed to discuss or disclose the formula for uh, smelting vibranium. I will uh, not allow that to get out Wakanda forever. Oh, that was really sweet. That was a nice little touch right at the end. That was nice. Aww. You could you didn't even do the hand gesture, but I was expecting it. Nah. <laughs> also joining us this week and every week is my man, my mellow, the man who makes science look good, who makes STEM look good, who makes everything look good. Mini froze, especially. It is that man, the myth, the legend. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? I never freeze. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Um... <laughs> My favorite thing is everybody's hype for Black Panther, but I still think that Chadwick has one of the most hilariously bad accents for Black Panther. I love it, but yeah. like uh, I've been kind of just saying it over and over again, and it's like just like the Black Panther is passed on by you know it's it's bad. <laughs> I love it though. Well, but so I'm yeah. Hyped. The, so apparently the story behind that is like it is an amalgamation of sub uh several sub-saharan african yeah. english accents but but are but not uh derivative of a colonialized of european i get it uh, yeah yeah it's just still funny to me though. it is, it is. <laughs> i'll give you that i mean i mean yeah. it, well i was just tweeting about this the other night and i was like the worst thing I've seen, especially because the Olympics is coming up, and everyone's been talking about the the bots, bobsled team from uh, Jamaica. Right. Oh, there yes. have been so many awful, terrible, just rancid Jamaican accents in Field all of dumb. Hollywood. Fieldy rhythm, fieldy ride, fieldy ride. <laughs> They're all terrible. I was and I was like, yo, if there was a Mount Rushmore of terrible Jamaican accents, Ooh, gracious, it would have yeah. it would have Denzel Washington on it. From what? It would have, huh? From what? From, what did he... from from um from uh was he wait? Mighty I Quinn? Him. I think he was in Mighty Quinn. Yes, he I was remember him doing it to make an accent. So you have Denzel Washington would be on there. Okay. You would have Robert Townsend would be on there. You would have every actor who was black in Marked for Death with Steven Seagal. Yes. Okay. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Yes. And there would there needs to be one other person. I just can't think of who that other person would be though. Uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I, I can If I'm not Jamaican, why am I wearing this hat? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think similar to Mark for Death, the the actors in uh, Predator Two. Uh, oh yeah. yes, with, uh, with your boy Danny Glover. Yeah, taking out the Predator in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, as well. It's a lot of it's a lot of terrible, awful accents yeah. out there. But I, Wh- once whoever, I see whoever Panther, played uh, whoever played the crab in Little Mermaid, uh, uh, under the sea, under the sea, under the sea. Well, think about this though. Somebody brought that up, and they was like, at least they had a Jamaican in Atlantis, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of true. Right. I can't front. I'm not mad at that. That's actually kind of decent that that's a thing. But it was it was definitely awful, awful, awful. But Thank you, everyone, for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, thank you for coming and hanging out with us last week as well. Uh, we had a whole bunch of fun. Definitely check out that show. People have been sharing that one out because we were talking all that stuff about Dr. Disrespect and the rest of them cats. Because yeah. Some people have been sharing that out. I got some really good fan mail in our inbox this week uh, because of it. And people were not excited and they were not happy. So uh, it's going to be uh, a fun show tonight. We have a couple of quick things. We're going to be uh, doing a fairly quick show tonight. Um, some of the news of the day is it's pretty light, but we had a couple of quick things to kind of talk about. Um, I know it's something that you kind of brought up, C, um, since it is Black Panther Black Panther night yeah. here in, in Bracago slash Wakanda, uh, Wakanda North. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wanted to talk about, about kind of what Black Panther is the, in, in terms of gaming stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, it, it, the the thing about it is that this this movie 
um, you know, is on everyone's radar, whether it's on your radar to stay away or whether it's on your radar to go and see it, uh, it's on everyone's radar and, and the, you know, the anticipation for it and the, and the, 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 uh, the conversations behind it are palpable. Um, and it made me think back to the time when the default was, and, and Reef and I, you know, we've kind of talked about this in, in separate shows, but, but like the, the, that, the inevitable tie-in video game to a movie like this, a superhero movie, where you have all of those tie-in games. And and I wanted to know what everyone's favorite movie tie-in video game has been. So, Kyle, I'll ask you, what was your Damn. favorite? You know what? Reef, I'm going to ask you. Because, Ooh, because audible. Because Ka, Ka, I don't know. Yeah, Ka, Ka had <laughs> Ka had the the eyebrow raise of I need more time. Yeah, he also, wasn't ready. Yeah, also Ka like d- doesn't really watch movies. And that, he hates oh, a lot that, of movies. That's so not he's true. Also he, so he, he, hates to, he hates Star Wars movies. So he kind of has to sift through and say, "Well, what do I like? Okay, now what game is based on that?" So I understand. What, what actually? What good movie? Made a thing. Okay, here's because they're good movies and they're whack movies. Here is here is mine. Okay, and it's an older game, but I think it still stands the test of time. So in 1989, Tim Burton revived superhero movies Mm. by launching Batman. Yes. Okay. Yes. Michael Douglas. Yes. Jack Nicholson. Very very dope take. Prince. Um, I still think, our, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tons of Prince music. Prince did the whole soundtrack. Um, I mean, like the Joker storming a museum with a boombox playing Prince. Yes. Still one of the greatest uh, <laughs> scenes I remember. Um, I still think arguably the best Joker. I know a lot of people think Heath, Heath Ledger is the yeah. best, but I think arguably Jack, I you know, you. still has it on there. Um, Sunsoft. A company yes. that no longer exists right. uh, made a Nintendo uh, movie tie-in to Batman, where they actually, you know, followed. It's a movie tie-in. They follow right. the plot of the movie. Now, right. obviously, they added a bunch of platforming and that kind of stuff. But the cinematics in the game, and this was way before cinematics were really a big thing in like video games. Really, only Ninja Gaiden was really the only game that I think was really memorable for its cinematics. Right. Batman NES had some pretty impressive cinematics that had all the stuff that, like, you remember, like, uh, do you want to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and all that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> really, really good platforming game. Dope music. Um, and I was obsessed with 1989 Batman. At the same time, I was obsessed with this game, you know? And, like, this is a time where, like, Batman was, you know, it was everywhere. It was, like, Happy Meals and... Right toys and all that stuff this is before we get we like got two played out with like batman and robin and all that stuff so like it was still fresh this was probably one of the first like really gritty takes on on a comic book in terms of a mainstream like uh, like a movie right and, and i think that the game really um really um justified that as well that uh, showed that that same grittiness can like carry over to like a video game adaptation so to me batman is a great example of this word up word up uh shout out to batman's purple suit in that uh in that that game (laughs) so so um yeah that was that was a great game hard game also very hard Uh, super hard. hard game um you know if you guys have uh an nes lying around not an nes classic because it doesn't have that game on there yeah, or, um, hit up your favorite emulator retailer and pick up uh, Batman uh, by Sunsoft, uh, 1989. Uh, Ka. Yeah. Now that you've had some time to uh, lower your eyebrows, <laughs> what what's what's your favorite um, superhero video game movie tie-in? After being called a professional hater by yes. someone in the chat who will not yes. be named, mm. uh, I have come to realize and remember the only one that I can think of off the top of my head was uh, was the Warriors, which was a good one. Yeah, it was uh, a good one. I think that I think that one was one that I was like because I had I think I played it right after seeing the movie for the first time. 
Oh wow! And real and really hadn't seen the movie, but I'd heard the lore about how you know it was this homage to New York and right. it was like old old Brooklyn and old Coney Islands right. and, and all the stuff that made New York good when you got robbed and you were happy about it. You got mugs. And like, <laughs> I, live, I live in New York and got mugs. Like right. I, I'm living the New York experience for real. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went home. You were happy. Um, I, I, that was that game. It was a lot of fun because it had so many uh, connections to the movie, um, and it felt it felt like Rockstar took their time with that game in a way that they didn't really do um, with some of. Well, that's not true because some some of the um, uh, Grand Theft games had already been out, but they hadn't really gotten to that magnitude yet, right. where they had they had gotten that big. <clears throat> So having a game like this where they kind of got the license, was able to do uh, some of the really cool stuff uh, as showing the whole map and kind of being able to play as some of the, the, the warriors in that in that game was a lot of fun. I wish I, I feel like if I go back to it now, though, I wonder how it holds up. I don't know if it will. That's the thing that I've always worried about, especially if it was a PS2 game. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to figure out if that game is going to be something that people look back on with fondness too because it's hard like those games are rough so i I like manhunt manhunt was a good game but it was yeah well yeah i mean so the so um so the warriors had the manhunt engine right uh in it but it was it was more combat heavy kind of it was almost kind of like the precursor to what you were what you saw in batman you know in the batman arkham games uh, mm-hmm. In terms of in terms of the combat, where you know mm-hmm. it was very visceral hand to hand combat, and I think that I, I think that the game because it's polygons won't hold up graphically, but I think the mechanics of that game probably will. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. if I had to guess, if I had to guess. weirdly, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, yeah. like the polygon games, unfortunately, a lot of those oh, PS One and sixty four era games, they just don't hold up well which is why you know that's i think those are most apt for like remasters and stuff true i would like yeah that would be dope if they made that a remaster that would be cool yeah i think they did i think they did bully but they didn't do anything else really right so i would right. that would be cool if they did that one yeah. that'd be funky yeah yeah okay yeah what, what was your scene um well first off i'll 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 uh let you get off the hook even though um maybe the warriors are like superheroes because they made it all the way from the bronx to coney island i mean they're definitely superheroes in that movie did right you see, <laughs> did you see them yeah, running their asses from all the <laughs> right. way yeah. yeah i mean they, yeah, they 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 did that they did the damn they're thing superhuman bus that. passes right right that's right, right exactly <laughs> they had they had uh hypersonic turnstile jumping <laughs> Abilities, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, so my favorite, my favorite movie, superhero movie, video game tie-in is uh, Spawn. No, no, <laughs> that so game was good. Man. That, game that game was, was so terrible. Oh, that game I, was I, terrible. I, I, I defend Spawn. Oh Spawn man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. You defend awful things. You you try to defend black people because you know because it was black people in there, but now nah, that game was terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I've I've got I've got two actually. Um, so the first is is a pretty easy one. Uh, Spider Man Two, based on the Sam Raimi second Spider Man movie, mm. um, with uh, Doctor Octopus and and. Yeah. Uh, that game was that game was amazing because you had this open world New York. Um, you had the voices directly from the movie, uh, so all of that stuff tied in. It was a really really great game. You know, some of the like, you know, they cheated a little bit with the open worldness because you had to like go and rescue a balloon, and you know, you had to do that seventy seventy five times. And <laughs> there was a, you know there was a lot you know there was a lot of repetition in it, and and then you know you you swung around around New York City, around Manhattan, trying to collect comic book uh, covers and stuff like that. Like, that was really cool. But the game itself, I thought, was was really dope. It was innovative for the time. Um, but the, the other one, this one gets overlooked a lot. And mm-hmm. that is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Or the, oh, wow. is it, was it, 
The, I didn't know there was a game based on Korea. Was that a movie game? Yeah, yeah. I so, remember the movie. But. So, so the so the Wolverine X Men game that came out right after X Men Origins Wolverine was like a 1.5 version of. So it like took pieces from the movie and expanded the story a little bit. And the mm-hmm. game itself was much better than the movie it was made to represent, and it it didn't get uh, it didn't get a lot of acclaim, and people didn't want wound up not playing it because the movie was so bad. And then the assumption was that if the movie was this bad, that the game is going to be worse because generally that's how it works. But that game was really good. That's interesting. Yeah, I, f- I forgot all about that game. That yeah. was the, wasn't that well, that was one of the first ones where they were like, Wolverine can finally be Wolverine right. and like cut people's heads off and all this other cool shit. Wasn't that right. wasn't that that game? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, adamantium bullets, um, and then you had uh, Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool for the first time. All um, right, and he and he didn't get to speak, and uh, he became like yeah. you know, Weapon X. Yeah, yeah, he was something. Weapon X Deadpool. Right, right. And, and he teleported yeah. and shot Cyclops laser and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild. That 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 movie was horrible. But the yeah, game was... the game was much, much better. And it was and it was pretty violent, as uh, someone in the chat already said. It was it was it was like the I think the movie was a PG, but the game was rated M. Um it was it was damn good. It was for well, Marvel, right? It was much better than you would expect. <laughs> Rated them for Marvel, I like yeah. I'm so, uh, did you say your second one? Oh, that was the second one. The first that one was, like was Sp- yeah. The first one was Spider Man Two. The second one was yeah. Wolverine. Interestingly yeah. enough, neither one, none of us said the Friday the Thirteenth game. True. Is that a superhero time. game though? I. It, oh. I it's like that's like a series tie-in, but I mean, yeah. yes, like I wouldn't begrudge anybody if they said that. Yeah, um, that I mean, that game is a love letter to the '80s and a love letter to that. Absolutely. Series. Yeah, because yeah, because like if we're going outside the superhero genre, I would also suggest um, um, Enter the Matrix, which I really. Oh enjoyed. man, that game was broken. That it was a little. Matrix I, I loved it. Though. That game was broken. I, it was I really so liked dope. It. Um, yeah. Because like it was kind of a side story that had like different characters that like interwoved with the with the right. main story, and yeah. and like the like actors from the movie actually filmed scenes. It had digital Jada Pinkett. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was it was yes. it was it was actually pretty dope. Um, I never played that Matrix Online thing. I never oh no that. no, like no, I never no. really checked for no, that. But, yeah, I didn't play that. But I think um, that was the I think that was the first game that had digital Bantu knots in it. Right, because <laughs> it had Jada's hair in it. Um, yeah. that, that's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, if you go out, if you go outside the genre, really, honestly, peep the echo on this, y'all. Nothing can top the Genesis versions of The Lion King and Aladdin. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Oh, those God. are really good games. He did those games. Yeah, I love those good, like sixteen-bit like Disney games. They were really good. I mean, Little Mermaid was also pretty good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 No. 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 Dis- Disney's game development studio back then they they knew how to make some platformers, but they were the Genesis versions were markedly better than the uh, SNES oh, yeah. versions. Well, well oh, like, yeah, I think yeah. it was it, it was different developers was because too, like yeah. Disney would license it to different people for right. a platform. Right. So yeah. All right. So yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that t- topic. See, pretty dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I wanted to um, introduce our next topic, um, where we talk about different game series that might, oh, have an ending to them, um, or might not, um, and whether we should devote our time into it. Um, I was inspired by this because I was thinking about um, a game like, say, Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Where it didn't do too well. Um, the game intentionally has some unsolved plot lines um that you know were intended to be fleshed out on some dlc and (laughs) in uh, future games um but unfortunately ea said yo no dlc and we got to take some time to think about what the hell we're doing with this franchise you know um so i so i was like you know would i still recommend a game even though i know that there might be some unfleshed out unsolved things um i got this from a story on waypoint that like talks more about like uh 
TV seasons that like get like canceled and like should you still invest in like a series that like ended early right. which I I say yes if it's awesome right. um and mm. I think the same thing about games as well like I would still recommend a game that I really liked even if it didn't get say a uh, sequel you know um I don't think a game necessarily has to quote unquote finish its narrative to be good you know um it can leave you wanting for like for like more but i think sometimes that's a good feeling to have after a game so so like i think even though a uh you know a like game series might not get that like sequel or that next version or the dev might get bought out or go out of business or like whatever mm-hmm. you know um i still think that those are games that um you know if they're good um that should still be like recommended and like worthy of check it out so um see what do you what do you think do you do you think that if a series is sort of like already ended prematurely would you still kind of recommend people to check that series out even though they might not get all the answers that they're looking for um short answer is absolutely the long answer or uh the quotable stubby standness of it would be lord better to have a series end prematurely than to have it last too long hmm. so True. um you know and and i mean that's really what it what it boils down to i think about games like that won't get a sequel that i thought were great uh, uh a game that you can play if you have an xbox right now quantum break um i think that's a fantastic game that probably won't ever get a sequel um, you know what they were able, what they attempted to do, and what they were able to accomplish uh, with that game. I thought was really, really innovative. Um, the the game, the game mechanics were good. They, you know, they they kind of run on at, at, at towards the end, but uh, but they're they're good mechanics. And then the interstitials of the the uh, the live action episodes that was. They were damn good. Like they were yeah. much, much better than you would expect them to be. And I think the story worked out, worked out pretty well too. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some other series where I felt like, oh man, this series was great, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's too bad that they got a sequel. It's it's tough to think about because I think that a lot of games wind up getting sequels. Um, you know, we we're we're in this society or we're in this industry where they where, uh, you know, people aren't satisfied with striking gold once in a thing. They would rather run it into the ground um, and have people despise it as opposed to revere it. I mean, I think that case in point is Mass Effect um, where where I mean, even even though you thought enough time went by between uh Mass Effect Three and and Andromeda, it clearly not enough time had gone by, and not enough time was was taken into trying to figure out exactly what they were going to make in the next next iteration of that series. Um, I think about TV shows too. Uh, when you said that, there's there are these two shows that I've really loved. Um, you know, obviously the easy one is Firefly um, for for everyone, but. But uh, two shows that I loved was a show on NBC called Kings that had Ian McShane in it. And it was basically it was based on King Solomon from the Bible. Um, but it was set in like uh, modern day America where there were two um, warring factions. Uh, really, really great series. And then the other one was called it was on Fox called Space Above and Beyond. And both of those series only went one season uh but they were phenomenal and you know i can't recommend them enough so Mm -hmm. uh so there you go yeah so um before you answer cod there was like a good um part in the chat by uh, king jesse which i want to like acknowledge that like basically said did destiny and watchdogs deserve sequels i think that's a good thing to start off because on the mmo side it's like you know if there's a game that you know is gonna end support but you enjoy it would you still say hey you should check this game out right like uh, all those mmos that you know like auto assault and all these games that like kind of 
flared out, if I really enjoyed it, I probably would hesitate there to recommend it if I knew that it was it was it was losing support in like you know in like a finite time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, both Destiny and Watch Dogs had you know some rough beginnings, and I mean, Watch Dogs was you know I thought awful, um, and Destiny just took way too long to invest in to really see um, the uh, the um, positive parts of it so um yeah it's 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 an interesting uh point i think so um kyle what do you what what do you think about investing in things that have kind of a clear end and might leave you unsatisfied i kind of i kind of like that actually i kind of prefer when games give you um an ending that is satisfying or maybe not satisfying but you kind of understood what they were trying to do artistically i think that that's kind of cool like Mm -hmm. um it was interesting to hear the announcement of last of us two, because that was a game. I did not want to have a sequel. Right. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I wanted that game to not have a sequel so bad. I was like, please don't do like, this is a perfect beginning end and middle to, I mean, beginning middle end to the way that this kind of narrative is being, being brought to uh, the community and to, to, to gamers. And I was like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. It's perfect. Leave it alone. Um, and then they're going to make a two, which I'm now super excited for, um, but don't know if they can top themselves in the beginning. Like, I, I, it's great to see it in in terms of um, where they're going to take things technically. Um, but in terms of narrative, I was like, man, you don't need to do that. Um, interestingly enough, a game that should have stopped um before it kept going was the was was it's weird because it's, i want this game to come back and have a sequel and i wish that i could like wipe away the third game and that's dead space like yeah. i love oh, dead space. man yeah, yeah. Dead, dead space one and two were great dead space was so good and i love 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 that that series and that third game just ruined it because they just went to this place that it didn't need to go to and you can see that they were str- they were trying to stretch that story out in a way that was un- unreasonable and then when they did it they had nowhere else to go so they just kind of threw everything at you in one shot and it wound up being terrible so <clears throat> it's it's interesting to see uh where uh you see games kind of hit their 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 peak and then you're like all right if you leave it here you're probably in a good spot but because of money because of you know uh, internet want you see you see a whole bunch of uh, games kind of hit this extra level that they wind up kind of falling off the cliff um jumping really quick because you jumped onto movies real fast see the one series that i would love to have seen keep going was the one on hbo in the early 90s and it was called carnival mm. carnival oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah 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 carnival on HBO. was yeah. i don't remember that it yeah. was one of the best series like i'm usually not a person who gets attached to series i don't really watch tv like that uh because things don't really keep my attention in that same way mm-hmm. i would run home to watch that joint every right. night uh, every 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 week right and it was right. fantastic and they and they shut it right. after one season yeah um, damn. so uh, it, it's, it's there's a lot of parts to that stuff yeah yeah uh again in that vein true detective true detective mm. was isn't that still going though no, no, no! It, it just went two seasons, but cause, because because the they first... announced the third one with uh, Mar Mahershala Ali, I thought. Oh, oh, really? Who I know oh, I okay. mispronounced his name. But right, that guy. Right, yeah, yeah. Like the Madden guy. Yeah, that's his name now. Yeah. The Madden guy. Um, I didn't Man realize Man. that they were doing a third season, but yeah, I but, think you know they are. Right, but the, you know, yeah. So the I mean, the first season was was a phenomenon. I mean, it was it was all that everybody talked about. And then they announced the second season and announced that, you know, this was going to be kind of an, an anthology type of series. Uh, and the second season, you know, was was everyone was all excited to watch this thing that, would you know, that they were so excited about the, the season before. And, it you know, I mean, basically turned into Destiny 2. Um, wow. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Damn. you know, like, Damn. you know, no, you know, uh uh, you know, not trying to throw shade in a, inappropriately, but you know, I mean, it, it, let's 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 keep it a buck fifty. So, um, it is it is it is keep, what keep it, it is. Two twenty five, right? Two twenty five. Is there is there is there a game that you uh, 
um, can see now that's kind of in the in like our 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 present time that you are like they're gonna they're gonna make this game into another version of something or they're gonna add on to the series uh, and it's gonna be bad. Um, well, <sighs> I, you know, so I mean, that's like does Destiny question. three happen? Well, oh, Destiny, Destiny three will definitely happen. happen. Definitely, it sold Destiny a lot. That's yeah. Destiny two sold a lot. Right? Yeah, Destiny three will <clears> definitely <throat> happen. Um, I actually think that they, you know, they may wind up doing okay with Destiny 3. They'll have to kind of reinvent the wheel and, and figure out where where everyone is in the space. Like, Destiny 3 may be a battle royale. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck is going to be, but, you know, uh, it, it, you know it, might be, it might be something completely different. Um, they, it's, man, it's tough to kind of gauge... Because if there is something that you like, you, you know, you, you want to see something, you know, you want to see maybe you possibly want to see something more from from that. Or maybe you just want to see more from the studio. But right. you don't, you know, you don't wish them ill. Like, I don't wish anybody goes out and makes, well, you know, and, and lays an egg. So, uh, um, you know, I like I think about games like Inside. You right. You know? Where where uh, I would never want to see an inside two, like right. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to see. Let's we'll go deeper inside, um, because that game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, <Okay>. now. No. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> but but uh, because I never freeze. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but the I mean the thing is. The the thing is that that game was perfect the way it was because of the conversations around the ending. You know, like you got five hours in that game, you can go back and replay it. Um, but but it was a self contained story that allowed you and people people are in your circle to really kind of discuss the message that that game was bringing. Um, but it was successful, and it was a game that people loved. But we can leave it there. Well, here's a, here's a good question for the room. What is the series that you want to die? What's oh. the one? What's the one that you want to see go away? You know what? Um, this might seem a little controversial since I really liked the um, the last game, but kind of done with Assassin's Creed, man. Yes, I was gonna yeah. say the same um, thing. I mean, I love Origins, but I think that was a nice cap. Yeah. On how many games are there? Mainline? Like nine or ten? There's like nine or ten. Assassin's Creed games? Like, I feel yeah. like what more? Like, they already went all the way back. I know that they could do something maybe two, three years in the future or four years in the future, but they could go out on a high note and they could just say, this is it. Let's revisit this in years down the line if there's something there. I, I think Assassin's Creed, I would be very comfortable if this was like the last one for many years. Hmm. Um, the the one for me in in a very similar vein is Call of Duty. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't I haven't played a Call of Duty in years. I know that there are still people that that are playing them. Um, you know, and we know that what Activision does is they will they will uh you know they will beat that horse until it is dead, 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 and then yep. they'll beat it some more just to make sure it doesn't become a zombie. And, and, you know, and that is, they, you know, they will squeeze every last ounce of, yeah. of, you know, blood from that stone. Um, but, you know, what more can they do with that series? Honestly, what more right. can they do? They, you know, they started well, in World War II. They went to the future. They, they went to World War. Uh, no, they didn't go to World War One. Battlefield went to World War One. Yeah, they, you know, World War Two. Yeah, they went. They came well, back, back to, to World War. They II. came back to World War Two. Um, there's, you know, I mean, there's nothing more that they could do. I well, mean, they went you know to what? Vietnam. You yeah. know, what? I, I kind of disagree. I think okay. they can do a lot with Call of Duty. I think they still have not tried to. Exp well, they've tried, but like badly, really explore what it means to be a soldier, not just like. A superhero killing everybody like i think that they could try to go maybe along the lines of say like spec ops the line or a game like that where you're really diving into the psychology i really like that about the black ops kind of series i mm -hmm. feel like they did a bit there. that was really right. good 
Yeah. I think that I, I like. I, I would trust me. I wouldn't care if like Call of Duty left at this point, but if it stays, I think there's more to mine in terms of being like a soldier in like an imperialist country army. Like I, I, I think if they wanted to, they could do it. But you know, Activision's like, let's just churn this joint out. We got three, three developers working on it. Let's just right. churn this joint out. <laughs> right, and that's yeah. I mean, you know, that's why I know it's not going anywhere. Because they've got three developers still working on it, um, but yeah, man, let's. Oh, come on, be know. done with it. Is 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 there anybody? Is there anybody in the in the chat that's still playing Call of Duty? I was um, playing Call of Duty the other day, actually. Were you? Were you? I was playing. Uh, it's not good. It's not a good experience. <clears throat> it's not a fun experience. I was going. I play Call of Duty to see how old I am. Like, call, 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 call of Duty is an age check for me. It's like when you go to age verification page, like Call of Duty is that for me at this point where I'm just like, all right, how bad are my are my uh, hand and eye coordination? How how bad has it gotten? How how sucky am I in comparison to all the other people who are younger than I am? So it's it's that at this point where I'm I'm literally trying to do the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar move where it's like. I'm going to be smarter and not work harder right? and see if I can use what, whatever skills I've gotten to, 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 to turn the tide for myself so I can feel like I'm not that old when I play. So Call of Duty, Call of Duty is not a fun experience anymore. I play it literally just to be like, well, all right, am I still good at first-person shooters? Am I competent at this genre? <laughs> and that's what it is. Yeah, I still haven't played the World War Two one, even though I own it. <laughs> I the, sto- the story was good. The story was good, but it has all the same problems that all the multiplayer Call of Duties have. Bad spawning, small maps. Like I play I play more zombies on Call of Duty than I do the actual like multiplayer at this point. Yeah, and and that's fine because that's why they have it there because they know that there's a lot of people that prefer that to the standard experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a series that I would like to see go away is any Star Wars game. They need to stop making Star oh Wars games. Uh, no, we go. here they we need go. Star Wars that Star, that Star Wars game was bad. Um, I'm just saying it. it. I'm going to say want, it when I nobody want, else wants to say it. I want Amy Hennig and I. I want my Star Wars Mass Effect type game. That's what I want. Nope. I don't want a first person shooter. I want my Star Wars Mass Effect game. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do want that too. I like. I do want something narrative driven. Um, that that yeah. allows me to kind of you know is some kind of hybrid between um, Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic, and and um, and what we got now in Battlefront. Um, Star yeah. Wars is terrible. Stop stop standing for Star Wars. It's bad. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's the Star Wars is the Cardi B. Star Wars is the Cardi B of 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 genres and of, movies of fandom. Blah. A fandom is terrible. Yo, yeah, yeah exactly. It's popping right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's got right bloody back. shoes. I'm saying it's it's, right. it's a Super Bowl commercial, right? Like, uh, Cardi, man, come on, right? It don't, right, it don't talk to you. That means they don't fuck with you. Oh my God, okay, <laughs> we're not rapping Cardi B lyrics. That's a clear <laughs> clear sign. We need to go to the next topic. Uh, terrible. So, um, our friend Patrick Klepek wrote this great article on Waypoint. Um, titled my job doesn't exist without the support of fans how much do i owe them and the uh line under the, under that is as a public figure my personal life has become part of my career the line be- between dis- dis- disclosure transparency and gossip isn't clear anymore so he basically talks about you know how you know being a public figure um obviously he's, he's not like a you know a uh, whatever Ed Sheeran or whatever, like a super mainstream <laughs> guy, right? Ed, Sheer- Ed, Ed Sheeran represent, yo. Ed Sheeran represent. Oh, um, actually, you know, I found out who Ed Sheeran was when he was on Game of Thrones. I had never heard of him before because I'm not cool. <laughs> and, I to, and I don't listen to the radio. And like, oh, man, that's so true. like, so like, they <laughs> just had him on as some random guy singing, and like, yes. and like, I was, like, I was like, who is this pretty guy? singing in the middle of game of thrones and like my my uh p- p- partner was like that's ed sheeran i was like who who who's that so i, I feel like I, no I feel like if you like ed sheeran music you have to have a bearskin rug oh my god i feel like um, those things go together i feel like you need to have one for you to for, for like the sonic waves like penetrate through your actual body and you enjoy I think, things 
I think I do have like I think I've got one or maybe two of his albums. I thought you oh, were going to say you had a bear, a bear skin rug. I was like, word. And I, I, I think he has both. I may he has both. or may not have a bear skin rug. I will not confirm nor deny. Do you, do you have the plastic runners that go to your bear skin rug? Nah, nah, chill. Oh, I'm not a God. grandmother. I'm a grandfather, <laughs> yo. Um, Yeah, so so I really like this article because it talks about, you know, how, you know, you what are your expectations to fans in terms of what you disclose, um, especially in like situations like uh, like ours where like, you know, people are financially like supporting us via like uh, Patreon, you know, like uh, do we have to keep everything public? Do we have a responsibility to like uh, communicate anything that like happens to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's like something that, you know, that I've seen a lot of people talk about. I've seen Tanya um, talk about it a, a lot as well as like uh, I Need Diverse Games has it become more and more known. Like, uh, you, you, you know, like uh, like uh, we're not big time people, but we are known in our sphere. So it's like, how do we ma- how do we stay humble? Um, and like, how do we like protect enough of our private lives so that not everything is uh online so i'll i'll start with kai first uh what what are some of the things that like uh, you do to um balance the uh line between sort of personal and uh professional podcast interestingly enough you you sharif jackson gave me the best advice about any of this stuff and this was like way back when we were doing character selecting we were talking about personal stuff offline and you were like i don't want to put anything online and my mama wouldn't want me to wouldn't want to see yeah and i was like that stuck with me forever once you said that thing and i was like oh, okay my mama was a cuss bucket so when i say fuck online she won't be too mad yeah <laughs> she, she yeah. won't be too mad when i put i still go off that i you know still that? go off that and it's yeah. great it's it's uh, you're you're doing you're doing better than i am because i will go on these random ass rants at two o'clock in the morning saying stuff i'm not supposed to say but i feel like in terms of you know how um i try to keep my online and personal stuff um connected or or uh you know make those lines and those and those separators i i, I don't it's interesting where it's been less about for me personally, how much personal stuff I share. It's been more dependent upon where I'm at right now in my particular professional life where I have a nine to five job. I do, I do real work uh, and do other stuff when I'm not podcasting and playing video games. Um, And I'm also like in between spaces where I'm like trying to like look for work and also still trying to find other things that I'm trying to do and figure out, how to manage my online persona, which I kind of hate even saying that out loud because it feels gross um, with, you know, who I am as a person. When And I think most people who have met me, you know, whether it's been at a conference or um, at, a, at a meetup or something like that, they know that the person that they see or hear on Twitch or on our podcast um, is pretty much me anyway. You know, I don't really change who I am for other people because it seems unrealistic and unreasonable to do that. Um, but it's been more, uh, interesting to see how I have held my tongue on certain things or have tried to massage things in different ways because I need to be able to figure out how I'm going to maneuver, um, when I'm looking for work or when I'm looking for trying to help out other people or trying to keep other people safe. Cause people, I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, people confide in us a whole bunch of information that we don't want to share because one, they've asked us not to. Sometimes things are under NDA. Sometimes we're not allowed to say things. Um, and also we want to maintain and, and keep relationships good. So it's like, you know, anybody who's been on the show, we consider them, or I, at least I personally want to them to be somebody that I would want to talk to in real life or hang out with yeah, or, and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of straddle those lines when people are like, yo, why don't you cut? Yo, why that thing happened? And you ain't cussed them out. I'm like, because that person is someone that I may have a, a relationship with or someone that, you know, a, a friendship that I want to maintain. And sometimes my voice isn't needed in the space. So it's like trying to balance all those things out has been interesting as the years have gone on and how many uh, and 
even more so the more uh, popular the show has gotten uh, over the over the past couple of years. So it's a lot of it's a lot of balancing out. It's a, it's an interesting balancing act that continues to change. So it's 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 fun to kind of look at it from the outside in and mm-hmm. like, okay, what does that look like? Yeah, that's that's a good point about feeling like you don't have to comment on everything because I know that Tanya has mentioned this a lot, and I totally agree with her that some, sometimes people tag you and like, yo, like, did you see this? Like, what's your opinion on this? And like, sometimes it's just like, yo, like, I don't gotta have an opinion on everything. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes I get tired of just you know feeling like I have to comment on every time somebody attacks like diversity and uh dem you know it's it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy so um see what are what are your thoughts on like balancing like the personal and the professional um you know so the thing is that i probably it's almost similar to ka that i probably am most real to to Bricago, or or i'm at least more real to Bricago than i am to um, the people in, in my everyday profession and, um, you know, and, and the, you know, the thing, the thing is that when it comes to sharing things with people, I don't share what I don't want to share. Mm. Um, so that, you know, the stuff that I share with you is the stuff that I want to share with you. And, and, it, you know, it's stuff that I feel like I want to share with my friends. So, um, you know, because that's what we are and, and. I don't, I don't mind doing it. I, I, there's nothing that I've ever said, um, on, on the air that I feel like is, was, uh, that, you know, afterwards I, I, you know, I regret it. Um, you know, and I think the, the most, most personal thing I, I think I shared, um, you know, or, or at least, it, you know, to my memory was uh talking about uh you know i'll never forget this was uh we interviewed lee alexander Mm. um on like a you know on a on a monday on a monday afternoon um and the day before my stepfather had died and and um you know it just it was it doing that was what i needed um you know being able to to kind of switch off and, and, and speak to someone that I really admired, um, and be with my brothers was, was exactly what I needed at that moment. And, you know, and then of course, um, I was able to share that with you guys the week after and, and, uh, um, you know, but, but that's what I, again, it's what I wanted to share. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't anything that, uh, that, you know, that I was forced to. So, well, I don't think it's about being forced. I think it's just realizing that there is a pressure. Like, I mean, like obviously you, you know, it depends on how you respond to that pressure, but the pressure I think is still there. Um, yeah. So like if someone, if someone asked me about my opinion, um, you know, there there are plenty of things that I have opinions about that I don't share, (laughs) you know? So, um, and, and, you know, and I'm just not going to share them. And, and, and if you ask me, I'll tell you, I'm not going to share them. Like, you know, that's, and that's okay. And if you don't like me because I didn't say something to either support or uh, negate your, your personal feelings on that, then, you know, fine. I've got plenty of people in my life, believe it or not, guys, I know this is crazy, but there are plenty of people in my life that do not like me. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm able to go to sleep at night and wake up and look at myself in the mirror and say, you are a beautiful bastard and I love you. I so, honestly think you do that. I, I know you do. Right. I know you, do. I know you like, do. Like, I feel like you have a mirror on the ceiling just so you can open your eyes and say that. Hey, now. Like above your bed. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm beautiful. <laughs> what about what about you, Ree? Yeah, so um, for me, it's been interesting because, as you guys know, I've you know I've been going by my by my full name as my online persona since about uh, 2011 when I re- when I rebranded myself, um, and you know, so I knew at that time I made a choice. I said, you know, online is becoming a thing, and you know, I want to connect my brain in terms of science av- advocacy to my professional work. You know, so I knew at that time, I knew anytime somebody Googled me that my online stuff would come up, you know, 
So at that point, at first, I was kind of like, okay, I'm only going to say professional things, right? Like, like my Twitter feed when I first started under, like, the new name was so boring because it was nothing but links to, like, you know, science articles and, <laughs> you know, NASA retweets and that kind of stuff, which is cool, but it wasn't me. Like, it, like you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And about after a year of that, I made the decision, like, look, I'm going to represent me. Like, that, that doesn't mean I'm going to be crazy, like, walling out, because I still think that that's something you should share in private with your friends. But I was like, look, you know, um, I can represent myself as science advocacy, sports, video games, politics, history, all that stuff, and still be a nuanced person that occasionally curses that does all this i don't need to create this like fake perfect clean version of myself to to um, be a professional online you know um and i've had people at work that have have google me and i'm sure they've seen all the stuff and i've never had anybody say like yo like uh, I i think you're being kind of out of pocket online because you said shit in a tweet Right. You know? yeah, so true. I, th- so I think that that um, I kind of you know well I don't want to say I predicted it but I predicted it um, <laughs> that that like online things are not going to hold that much weight like you don't want to be perfect online is like what I'm saying and I think a lot of people think that you do but you just you just have to be balanced and if that means that you occasionally mad and, and like and you curse and you go on a rant as long as you're willing to stand by that mm-hmm. and you think about it before you send it then that's fine i've had plenty of stuff that i've begun to share and i've deleted it you yep. know because i was like yo that's a little too crazy you right. know mm-hmm. like um you know like there was just you know school shooting where 17 kids were murdered you know and and i was about to go wild on Twitter on it, but like I, I slowed down. I composed and I made some like tweets that were still, you know, I thought aggressively for gun gun control, but not necessarily demonizing people on the other side, which is what I felt, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like you know I I think I've gotten in into the practice of offering critique without you know sounding like completely one sided, yeah. um, and I think that that's where a lot of my balance is. Um, is just just making sure that for the part that I choose to share that I'm 100% real about it, um, but that I am, you know, very nuanced in my uh, speak and that for the 20% that I don't share on online, I'm just never going to share it online. Like, you're just not going to hear about it, you know? Like, um, that's only reserved for my personal circle. So, yeah, kind of how I deal with it. It's interesting, too, because it's like... I, you know, you brought this up before we kind of dug into the the whole conversation about <clears throat> people kind of wanting to not monopolize your time, but feeling that they have access to you in different ways that are that are kind of unfounded and maybe a little bit unreasonable. But, you know, I, I've tried to um, I've tried to do some of that work and buffer some of that stuff so that people don't feel like they can just ask you to do things or have these expectations for you to do this stuff. Right. And I feel like we as a show have been able to kind of push against some of that stuff as well. Like we, we've been able to kind of make sure that people understand like, yo, we are doing this work because we love doing this work. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't have expectations. Um, even within our own circle of us as, as castmates, as, as, as hosts of the show and as friends, right to like have expectations of each other uh, that are out of bounds for what we would expect from each other to be. Right. I think, I think we, we kind of know who each other are and, and, and kind of act accordingly because of that stuff. But I feel like there are, the bigger you get, there's going to be different expectations of your fan of, I hate to use the word fans, but of your listenership and of your community to kind of do other things. We've been talking about that with discord We've been talking about that with other uh, platforms and which in ways that we want to be able to talk to all of you at home. Um, and that part has been a little bit scary. We've been trying to figure out what the best ways to do that is because we don't want to jump on something and um, not tend to it in a way where we're like, Hey, everybody come over here. And then folks aren't there <laughs> to like, to be there with you and, 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 and greet you and, and treat you like the, you know, the person that you are. Um, so it's a really interesting and, and weird balance. Like, 
you know, even 10 years ago, it wasn't like this. Uh, cause now people are like, yo, where's Tanya at? And I'm like, Tanya's home. <laughs> Tanya's home. Like Tanya's doing, we're Reef at. Tanya, Reef is doing, yeah. so he's, he's gone. He's doing stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I remember reading a story about there was some Twitch streamer that like, I guess I forgot who it was, but they were part of like a group. And, and every time they streamed on their own, mm. the whole chat was like, where's the rest of the group? Where's the rest of the group? Right. And the person like lashed out because like uh, they were like, yo, I'm my own person. Like I should right. be able to do this on my own stream. So the stuff can get to you. Like, yeah. It can definitely get to you. Yeah. I mean, all that said, slide up in my DMs if you want some information. I'll tell you all the stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> right. I tell you all the times when we cuss each other out and fight and, and yep. claw at each other and then turn into cat people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cat, cat people. Cat people. Um, but word. Yeah, it's not it's not that deep. Like I think I think the more that people get to know us and it's the reason why I it's the reason actually why I want us to be able to do certain things in in twenty eighteen and and beyond. Like um I want there to be more interaction between us and the fans. It's the reason why I'm always like, send us mail, email us, tell us things that you want to hear, or tell us things that you're thinking about. Um but it also means that when we do have the inevitable uh, meetup or we have the inevitable PAX panel or the inevitable, you know, GDC thing that we'll do um, or even E3 this year. Um, you know, it's it's something where we want to make sure that you feel comfortable with us, but also know that each one of us has very separate boundaries. I'm a hugger. Somebody in the crew might not be a hugger. Right. I, you know, I'm, I'm super honest and, and like really uh, uh, fortright about like most things. I'm pretty much an open book, but but Reef is a little bit closer to the closer to the vest, and like these are things that you'd you'd learn by knowing and watching the show or listening to the show. But also, you got to give people the ability to to share that stuff with you in a way that you want them to, or that they feel comfortable with. So, word, so, uh, so Tanya just said if you try to hug her without asking, you'll catch hands. I remember the first yeah. time I tried to hug Tanya, and she like roundhouse kicked me. She sabot kicked me in my throat. <laughs> and you, and you deserve punch. it. I've never you been the same. It. I've never been the same. This whole this whole part of my jaw was broken. It was messed up. For the people at home, I just touched my jaw. Anyway, <laughs> we're almost about to get up out of here. Um, I I really like these kinds of uh, behind the scenes kind of heart to heart conversations. I want to have more of these, and you I probably can hear more of this stuff if you are a uh, subscriber to our Patreon. So, uh, Reef, if you would share some of the social media business before we get up out of here, people let people know where they can hear more of this heart to heart from the chest, from the clavicle and from the, the cheekbone that Tanya broke uh, information. <laughs> sure. Uh, so spawn on dot me is our website. You can go there for the full show archive um, for pictures and bios of our pretty faces um and for other information uh big beautiful pictures there as well with the show mission and all that stuff um if if you want to chat with us on the social medias on both twitter and facebook we are under spawn on me um so like we're fairly active there as well um and um if you want to send us a email if your stuff can't quite fit in a social media post make sure to send that to spawn on me podcast at gmail.com and if you want to go above and beyond and support us with your dollars, um, then you can go to patreon.com slash bone on me. We have several levels of, of support. We have uh, premium podcasts, Bone on me after dark and the Chicago beltway, our political show. Um, and we have other incentives like t-shirts and things of that nature. Um, and if you're listening to the audio show, which is released every Tuesday on iTunes and Google Play and like all that stuff, make sure that you check out our video show. We stream these shows live um, on Thursdays at 730 Pacific, 1030 Eastern. Um, so, so you can see us as we talk about this uh, stuff and participate in the chat. So check us out. Word. Uh, and before we get up out of here for number 208, just want to say again, thank you for joining us this week and every week. We really do appreciate everyone coming through and hanging out with us, especially on Black Panther weekend, because uh, you could be everywhere else, but you came and hang, uh, hung out with us tonight. So, again, we want to thank you all for that. So before we say that, what do we usually say? See, well, before we say that, I want to wish a very happy birthday to our boy, our brother, Tony Polanco. Happy birthday to you, Tony. Word. Um, 
And uh, before we say the other thing that we say, we'll say Wakanda forever. And then we say, <laughs> I hate y'all. Peace. You sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, peace.